and welcome to episode number 26, uh, the one-year anniversary of the Auto Week podcast. I am Rory Carroll. I'm the publisher of Auto Week. To my left is executive producer... Wesley Wren. Hello. Across from him is... Jimmy Pelizari. And next to him, we have... Graham Cozy. Joining you from beautiful Detroit, Michigan. You know, uh, this is actually our our one-year anniversary. So we've been doing this podcast for a year. Uh, 26 episodes, pretty lazy overall. That's, that's not a great output. And I was actually thinking the other day that every episode seems to get a little bit closer to being acceptable. A little bit better. So little improvements every single time. And then I was thinking that if we were doing this every week we would be twice as good as we are now. Wow. Some would say that. Yeah. Uh, instead of 26 episodes, you would have 52. But is it is it a linear thing? Like double the episodes, double the quality? I think or that's, is it, yeah, okay. mathematically, I think that's, um, maybe not. A lot, of, a lot of people do do quite a few a week and still don't get burned out. But do you think they... They also don't have other jobs. Do they, put, do they make a magazine in that time? No. Um, we could do one a week, I think. I think that would be fine. Is this a public announcement? No, I'm just saying, saying we're maybe if you want one a week, sound off in the comments uh, on iTunes and say, we need more podcasts. Give me, uh, give me more, baby. Give me more. I want more podcasts. Goodness. Of course, if you were on our Patreon channel. Um, That's a daily endeavor. Yeah, you get a daily podcast. New daily content, yeah. Yeah, uh, but it's $900 a month. It's yeah. A bargain for the a, it's a lot of content. content. I mean, yeah. yeah, the volume of content, pretty good for only $900. Um so we speaking of which uh, yeah speaking of the comments I, I can't believe lebron james wrecked that bentley live on air yeah what? no on the podcast yeah, yeah. we were we were podcasting. recording out of a bentley uh the new continental um, oh yeah but that's a patron only yeah oh. um but i speaking of the comments if you want your tools if you want your tools make sure to email me at wwren yeah at autoweek.com yeah, just leaving the rating is not enough yeah because we can't tell who's we can't tell who we've bribed effectively <laughs> or who is just being a genuine fan so if you're being bribed you got to tell wesley hey look at my look at my thing so we uh have just been informed uh late breaking news that jake lingaman who had the uh, singular pleasure of taking the new Corvette ZR1 out for a rip uh, down at Road Atlanta. Just got off the plane, literally has sprinted, uh, driven at un- unbelievable speed, and then sprinted into the podcast studio uh, to join us. He's here. Um, but he is going to uh, take a second to get his thoughts together, and he's going to join us to talk about that uh, incredible Actually, uh, driving impressions are embargoed until Monday. I actually just came in to say, uh, everyone come back uh, to autoweek.com on Monday no. to my fantastic Corvette ZR1 Terrible. review. Uh, no, we're going to break the embargo here on the podcast. We'll just see if anyone at GM listens to it. I don't know if we should do that. I'm pretty sure we shouldn't, but let's do it anyway and see what happens. <laughs> I'll say that it's good. I'll say that it's fast. You can tell us. We can talk around it. We don't have to give any driving impressions. You can t- tell us specs. You can tell us what it looked like. You can tell us what the weather's like in Atlanta. Compared to, you know, like an MX-5, would you say this has more power or less? Mm-hmm. Or can you not Can you not say? <laughs> we'll, we'll dive into this yeah. later in this. This will be pod. fun. We will talk around it. We'll not break the embargo. We'll bend it, though. We'll get there. We'll get close. I heard, uh, actually, I was, I was looking at... Um, I was looking at uh, one of the social media 
posts. And somebody was saying that, you know, the, the car was meant to run at really high humidity, 100 degrees to make 755 horsepower. But because the weather was cool and dry down there, uh, Taj Jector uh, said it was probably making closer to 780 horsepower. He, I think he said 800, actually, is what he said. Seven, okay. Um, 800 horsepower. That, that's a lot. Um, well, yeah. So on the scale of horsepower, like it is above 700 horsepower. Right. So that's a high huh. number. Um, so we will have you back, Jake. Why don't you go, uh, like I said, collect your thoughts, and, and then we'll have you back. We can, like I said, we can talk. We can bleep out if we if we do the thing. I got we, some good stuff. I got some stuff I can say. Yeah, so, let's yeah. go. And then we'll 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 do the full reveal uh, at a later point down the road. Okay. So uh, before we get to that, um, oh Wesley says we have to thank the listeners. Uh, thanks. Um, next we have uh, motorsport. So kind of a good run in formula one i actually a, a, a really a good on. run yeah so i uh, earlier this year was toying with the idea of kind of doing a a, a bit or kind of t- just to be an annoying uh troll a little bit uh and say that because of the halos uh formula one was good now um <laughs> and it, that was going to be my thing saying like oh man yeah, have you noticed how much better this season is? It's not as boring now because of the Halo. Uh, but, actually, but it might be right. That is true. Yeah. Uh, but if it so, is the Halo, yeah, so, all of a sudden things got really exciting. Yeah, so it could a, be because of the Halo. Excellent racing. Yeah, the uh, the last two Grands Prix Grands Prixes have been Prixies. very good. Bahrain. Yeah, I mean after that, the after the first one, I mean Australia was pretty much dead Australia's except, for that, a little sleepy. Uh, yeah. except for the the kerfuffle there but yeah no bahrain was that was famous great uh, race sports destination classic that we all love classic classic uh bahrain. bahrain uh it was good tell us about it jimmy tell us what you like it was kind of more of like a what when you think of a good f1 race yeah you know and this is a conversation that uh we have somewhat frequently uh-huh. uh it isn't one that has Passing, passing, passing galore, but obviously there is passing, but it's almost more about, at least for me, the tension in dragging in another car and then making one, you know, good move bold. To, to bold move for the pass or not, or yep. you or you totally screw it up and um, it doesn't happen. I think the but, boldest move of the race happened when Kimmy ran over his own crew member's leg. Yeah, yeah that, that was, was extremely bold. bold. Yeah, very bold. Strange uh, call strategically. Didn't yeah. work out. <laughs> That did not work out. I mean, most especially for the, I think, fibia and tibia of that guy. Those slide. were, I believe, snapped into. Yes. Yes. Uh, ruined. So, however, on a positive note, he was taken care of and is Just walking. They put him down. They took him out back. He's walking on Scuderia. There's no yeah. way. Like with an. I think. I think when you break your leg. And you're on the Ferrari F1 team, and the crown leg. prince of Bahrain is watching. Yeah, they you get taken care of. Care of. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that reminds me of our very good U.S. medical uh, system and how that care, the type of care, is available to each of us for certain people. Right in Bahrain. Good. So uh, great race in Bahrain, and then the one we watched this weekend. Fantastic. So I was flying back from the IMSA race. Yeah, which at, we'll talk about here in a yep, second. Yep, at the Long Beach, uh, which was great. But um, 
and I landed and got a bunch of Twitter notifications telling me the result of the race and telling me that Max Verstappen had hit Sebastian Vettel. What a dickhead. It was a good, clean move. Things happen. <laughs> Rubbing's no, racing. I think that was not a yeah, good Yeah, no, move. that wasn't a good, clean move. Uh, that was dumb. He, it, it was good for Hamilton. He owned a guy. That, yeah, it was pretty bad. That 10-second penalty that uh, Verstappen got yeah, pushed Hamilton in front of him. Well, regardless. Uh, so I got it's these relative, notifications, and then I had the experience, I think I was talking to Jimmy, of watching the race and knowing what happened but not knowing when it was going to happen, which created some good tension for me. Yeah, I mean, but even... Like, I watched it knowing what happened because I waited until 9 p.m. to watch it, and mm-hmm. I was not very disciplined with my... Well, oh, I had to be on social media. Yeah. So, anyway. But, uh, yeah, no, I mean, it was uh, another great race. I mean, the first first stint was kind of typical. Um, and then, again, with the Toro Rosos taking each other out, or really Gasly taking out Hartley... Yeah. Um, which was unfortunate. Um, but it did give us the safety car and the tire swap. So, which was essential to the race. Yeah. I mean, that made the race. Mercedes and Ferrari, I think, were too conservative. And so they didn't. I mean, Red Bull made the call to come in and switch those tires out yeah. pretty much immediately. Immediately. Mm-hmm. I mean, you watch where the cars were lined up in relation to the pit entry. Yeah. And when they made that call, it was probably like half a lap if yeah. even. Uh, Mercedes and Ferrari were too slow or too conservative, or and I think they may have been passed. I think they missed the cars, they, I think. Not I mean, they missed the opportunity. If they yeah. had been really fast, they could yeah. have made it, but it would have been really fast. And <clears throat> I think that that also kind of shows a Red Bull has kind of nothing to lose now, especially yeah. with Danny having blown two engines yep. in three races, and they're Oof. limited to three rate engines a year. Mm-hmm. Now, then you get grid penalties. Then you get screwed. Yeah, yep. hard. And also with Ferrari, you know, not to not to always be a Raikkonen guy or right, anything. Right. Yeah, okay. You know, not yep. that that ever happens. Right. But I think that with their very clearly defined uh, number one and number two driver, yeah. that. When they put all their eggs in that one basket, yeah. they missed those opportunities. So even though Raikkonen was on somewhat newer tires because of that team strategy, yeah, he couldn't run away. But they could have brought him in, yeah. and done the same thing that Red Bull had. You know, I guess what we're not talking about—not to narrate the whole race here—but we're we are talking about uh, Ricardo coming out of the pit with fresh tires and just shredding the field. Yeah, and well, and Verstappen was too until he yeah. made a, a until kind he of a bonehead and move ran into. And he really did. He just kind of ran into it. Yeah, himself. very stupid. Yeah, it was, and we looked like me out there. Yeah. Uh, um, our friend Fernando cut off Vettel in a turn. Fernando. Which was fine. I think that was a that was a racing move, it looked like to me. Yeah. Um, Vettel was having a rough day, I suppose. Yeah, he's having a rough day. <laughs> Tough well, day. It, I think also when you, I mean, you watched him when they spun around. I mean, Vettel was flooring it mm-hmm. to move. You could just see the... Uh, like little squiggles above his head, yeah. in the, you know. I, I think in the in-car radio, he smoked those tires. In the in-car radio, he said, "I have nothing to say about this." Yeah, <laughs> um, but it was cool watching Ricardo come out and knowing. So you had Hamilton saying, "You know, we basically have nothing for these guys. Uh, we should switch tires." And but watching him absolutely, like I said, shred the field. Went from sort of sixth, uh, ended up first. Incredible drive. And pulled away. Yeah. I mean, ended up first yeah, and position. pulled away with like almost a six second lead, I yeah. think. And, but the cool, I mean, the coolest thing is that it wasn't like they weren't total blow by passes yeah. either. They were all like 
typical Ricardo, very late, mm-hmm. just going to send I'll break it. Him. Yeah. Like, literally, I'm just going to send it. That's what he said. He said sometimes you have to lick and, the stamp and send it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah it was good. Uh, <laughs> and then you see him, and he's up there, and he's, like, emotional and, yeah. like, crying. And, you know, it, it I think a, he's he's a... He's, he's, he's on the big. edge of being my favorite driver. Uh, I mean, if I didn't have a, a, a weird a weird uh, favorite driver thing already, yeah. I will uh, say he would be it. Um, it's nice to see Fernando out at the front of the pack, too, with the super powerful Renault McLaren car. Like, it's great to see just Fernando, like, second or third? Where was he? No. No. He was He's in the back of the pack, like seventh. Somewhere not there. great. Uh, so maybe uh, maybe it wasn't the Honda engines after all. Yeah. <laughs> so we have... McLaren has a way to go. Ways yeah. to go, I think. Quite a ways to go. Sad. But what was not sad, another great weekend. It's kind of, it is kind of a bummer because when we talk about IndyCar, it's always like, oh, another great race at IndyCar. But um, the uh, IndyCar race, another very fun, another great IndyCar weekend. Some really incredible driving by Sebastian Bourdais. You know, like I said, typical IndyCar weekend. I don't need, yeah, I, I almost feel bad giving them short shrift because the product is always so good. But I did want to talk a little bit about the IMSA race that I was at, which was awesome. Uh, so obviously we're talking about Long Beach. What a, a cool environment. I had never been to that race before. I actually took four people from uh, Honda's uh, media agency, RPA. They had never been to a race before. And I always... When I go on these calls, I always ask people if they want to go to a race, if they want to go see a car show or, or whatever, to kind of make the connection between what Auto Week is and what we write about and, um, you know, kind of why it would be interesting to a, a reader. These people actually showed up in the morning, on Saturday morning, to watch mm-hmm. the race with us. And we had an awesome time. IMSA rolled out the red carpet for us, thanks to Nate Siebens who gave us a tour and gave us access to the Patron bar and the regular bar and some hamburgers. And we had some uh, King Taco. What, what's Taco, that? Taco King? King Taco? Mm. It was really it, good. It was like a local chain or something? Yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, out of a little food truck there. But it really, really a cool environment. If you haven't been to Long Beach GP, it's a little bit like Detroit in that it's in a city. It's a little bit easier to get in and out of because it's not an island, obviously. But like I said, the environment is just really, really cool. And there were a ton of people there. So the bleachers were mostly full for the sports car race, but there were a ton of people walking around. Uh, people were super enthusiastic throughout the throughout the course of the race. It was really, really cool. I highly, highly recommend that show. Obviously, IMSA, I think we've talked about many, many times, has a very special, uh, they're in the middle of a very special moment in sports car racing in America. This was, like I said, it, it similar to other IMSA races that I've been to as far as fan enthusiasm and as far as the environment. But but that uh, Long Beach Street course is really really cool. Um, what was the turnout like? Was it pretty packed? Or? Yeah, man, it was it was packed. It was uh, there were like I said, there were a ton of people in the stands, but there were a bunch of people milling around and in um, for you know the support race effectively the IMSA race. Um, Did they do stadium super trucks too? Uh, I believe they did it on Sunday. I okay. didn't see him. I watched uh, IndyCar practice, uh, spent some time in the pits at the Indy, uh, Indy pits, and then, or not the pits, the uh, paddock, and then um, watched the IMSA race. Uh, but it was, so I did not see CDM Supertracks, but I think they did them on Sunday. Um, but again, get to an IMSA race if you can. Get to Long Beach next year uh, if you can. I guess the Bubba Burger sponsor was really good. I had a Bubba Burger, never had one before. Excellent. Pretty good. Yeah, yeah. highly recommended. Um, but yeah. Is there something that makes 
a Bubba Burger, a Bubba Burger? I don't know. I don't like think so. No, I think, uh, I mean, in really ours were, you know, served uh, kind of buffet style. So oh, okay. we may, may not have gotten the authentic Bubba Burger experience, but still uh, highly recommended get out to uh, an IMSA race. The people who I was with had never been to a race before and were like totally geeked, totally excited about it. So, yeah. So, like I said, you get yourself there. But if you can take someone who's never been before, do that. It's a compelling product. They were screaming and and hollering when they're, you know, they're obviously supporting Honda. When the Acura um, was passed, uh, every time the Acura was passed, they were they were screaming and uh, absolutely uh, excited about it. So get to that race. Really, really cool. Or get to an IMSA race, I guess I should say. Uh, who won? Oh, yeah. So, sorry, I uh, almost glossed over that part. Um, Mustang sampling, uh, the Cor- uh, the Cadillac uh, DPI car won, Corvettes won, uh, GT Le Mans. Nissan came second. Whoa. Uh, we had cool. talked about this uh, DPI class and talked about this championship being a three-way race between Cadillac, Acura, and Mazda. Uh, and while Mazda had a stronger showing, uh, they they were just off the podium in fourth. Uh, so no transmission problems or anything. Yeah, else, or? ran reliably. Uh, cars looked good. They were fast. Acura, Acura. After that, fourth and mm. fifth. Um, That's kind of sad. Or sorry, fifth and sixth. Those cars are cool. Nissan has has uh, podiumed the last two races and are looking every bit like a uh, a contender. So. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty cool. I mean, like you said, we weren't really considering them. But now, I mean, championship-wise, mm-hmm. they've got to be looking pretty When at Sebring and, and second place here at Long Beach, it's shaping up to be a, a totally different season than we'd imagined. I mean, obviously, Cadillac is still in the driver's seat. But, you know, Mazda and Acura, well, I think they both had uh, things to be happy about this weekend. Uh, Acura did lead uh, for quite a while in this race looked good um mazda was fast qualified well they have reason to be optimistic but oh i mean you know mazda's had quite a bit of a change for this year yeah and acura being new i mean there's going to be teething issues right but i think and nissan's been in the game yeah for a little while now yeah but I, i i think everybody like i said i mean everybody in our staff certainly everybody in the paddock uh after petit Le Mans last year when uh penske came out with an untested car that they had just bought off the shelf and almost won the race. I mean, I think everybody was expecting more fireworks early from them. Um, But like I said, they both, Acura and Mazda, both have every reason to be optimistic going forward, but I was not expecting uh, Nissan, uh, which was really, really cool. So, um, man, it was cool. The cool thing about IMSA 2 in that environment is obviously every car sounds different. There's a bunch of different motors out there. There's big 6.2 liters there's two liter two liter turbos three and a half liter v6s and sitting trackside and watching watching those cars up close and then you know even watching them in the uh, after the race kind of do their cool down doing burnouts for the fans and it was it was super rad so worth going to absolutely um like i said get to an imps race this year they've done a great show it's a great variety of cars drivers and really a, a beautifully run race weekend i think they're mid ohio next then detroit then watkins Glen. you can find the obviously the rest of the schedule on autoweek.com or at, at imps's website but make sure like like i said if you're a race fan take some people who have never been before and go out and see an imps show this week or uh this summer um, Speaking of being in California, I think, oh, uh, yeah. Graham, you were out there. Yes. Yeah. The week before for vacation. 
and we'll talk about that after the break. Uh, so Graham took a vacation to uh, to California, virtually indistinguishable from a work trip, uh, as far as I could tell. <laughs> that was, yeah, uh, yeah. We, uh, Nina, my fiance, and I we rented an Airstream trailer, fifty seven Airstream. Shout out um, Nina because I know she listens yep. to this. One of our day one listeners. Yep. Been through twenty twenty five now twenty six episodes with us. Made it. Good job, uh, Nina. Uh, yeah. So we you know Airbnb this fifty seven. Airstream 22 footer that was kind of parked on top of a mountain in Malibu. So nicely removed from the LA smog, which is weirdly still a, a real thing. Like the haze is real. Oh, um, that's disgusting. The haze yeah. is real. But uh, yeah, so that, that was kind of a nice uh, escape that it was, you know, only 20 miles or so from downtown, but like hours removed via traffic. So, uh, right. Um, yeah. But that, what, that, uh, 20 miles? Is what like a four and a half four hour? Yeah, drive. probably. Yeah. We, we'd leave at four thirty in the morning just yeah. to get to LA for lunch. But uh, you know, West Coast, best coast. <laughs> uh, LA is kind of like the best and worst of cars. Like, there's a lot of cool stuff, but then also, I mean, it is what happens when like seventeen million people are trying to get the same place at the same time. All driving. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I did get to visit the Metropolitan Pit Stop, which Ooh. I've Ooh. heard about for you know like. Almost twenty well, years. Who now. hasn't heard about yeah. it? Yeah. What is I mean, the Metropolitan? One of our, in addition to being one of our biggest sponsors, they yeah. are. Um, it's this. It's a. It's a garage and part supply place for uh, Metropolitans, aka Nash Metropolitans, aka oh, Hudson wow. Metropolitans, aka. Uh, Pin and free now. They actually have one AMC one, like a really rare. Uh-huh. Anyway, I, I thought it was like a cool coffee place or oh, something. No, no. Not it's cool. even better. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. I have a soft spot for these cars. It's probably come up before. They are I, cool. I have one that's uh, 61. That's probably, project car is probably an overstatement. But I've known it's about this It's probably closer place. to the 911 at this point, though. <laughs> it's a blank slate. You know, yeah. uh, I could build the first outlaw metropolitan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the cool thing is this place has been in business since 1976. So Metropolitans went out of production in 61. You think... You know, these cars were only 15 years old. That's like used car territory. When yeah. this guy, Jimmy Valentine, was like, oh, I've always loved these cars. He bought one, had a hard time finding parts. So uh-huh. he started reproducing, I think, like taillight bezels, which were chrome-plated plastic. So weird. And now they can supply any part, basically. They can either they either have a beat on reproductions for it, or they can get you, like, a, you know, a good used stock. part. Yeah, or new old stock. And uh, the crazy thing is, it's still all phone they don't have a they don't have a web website. catalog. They have a website, but well, they don't have a web catalog. So I'd imagine that probably aligns pretty pretty well with their their, their clientele. clientele. Yeah. But they they can do a full restoration they're not on or they can they're on Instagram though. Are they? Yeah. <laughs> but uh it it's kind of it's kind of mind-blowing to me that this place has been doing it since the cars were again like quirky but basically used car. It'd be like, "Oh, I'm I'm uh restoring uh Mitsubishi Eclipse. Montegos or oh. something like some interesting but like not quite mainstream car. Like, like Eclipse is probably too, yeah Except yeah sold here in the and uh, it's you know the guy took a chance ordered a ton of these parts and uh, it, it blossomed and into this family he's a business. Millionaire. I don't know about that, but billionaire. The, the family's still uh, still in business. Yeah, yeah. but uh, I should do that with three two three GTX parts. I think you should. Have you learned your lesson? Yeah. <laughs> 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 have, 
Hasn't the 323 GTX burned you sufficiently? Yeah. What all did you see there? Did, yeah. did they have anything super so, cool? Yeah, they, they've got a little museum in front. A little, I mean, like, because it is not much square footage. Well, but the cars are also little, so... We don't want to spoil well. it, though, Wesley. We want people to go there and yeah. see it for themselves. They, I will say, yeah, we'll have a story online whole, eventually. Yeah. But they do have this really wild thing called the Astronome. Oh, yeah. That, that sounds wild. The car yeah. of the future, circa like 1957 or something. Sure. So naturally, it's got a big plastic bubble. Yeah. Yep. Is it a Jetsons car? It, well, I mean, astronaut. it has wheels, but it, it yeah, it, it is basically like a wheeled version of the Jetsons car. Cool. And uh, it, it's the future, so it's got a, a bubble and no air conditioning. So it's like a, it's like a skull fryer. Yeah. Thankfully, it doesn't get too hot in Los no, Angeles. No, no, no. Yeah, Especially in L.A. It's yeah. like a... But, uh, yeah, it, it's a cool thing. I'll have a web story up. They're going to have an online catalog launching any day now. So Whoa. Metro, yeah, big news. Breaking news. So all of you Metropolitan Restorers in the audience, your Nash job heads. is about to get a little bit a little bit easier. Cool. But, uh, yeah. I mean, hey, I, I love the fact that this hobby or whatever you want to call it is so expansive that there's corners of it that, like, the majority of you listening probably don't even know about. Like, yeah. It, it's great. Yeah. I mean, even the combined knowledge of all of us in the room, there's places we've never oh, yeah. ventured yeah. into. And yeah, hey, listeners, if you if you hear of anything that's like the uh, the Met Pit Stop for whatever obscure car of your choice, I'd love to know about it. it I love and, and email Graham and not any uh, any yeah. of us. Uh, just Graham. G-Cozak I'm the only one who cares about it. So. Com. <laughs> no, we, we would all be happy to, uh, to hear about it. But... Um, Moving along from the uh, recurring new recurring feature, the Nash Metropolitan Corner uh, of the Auto Week it's podcast, a small corner. yeah, um, the compact corner by Nash. We did want to talk about something that is cool uh, and is current, uh, kind so, of motorsports related, kind of motorsportsy, but more importantly, just awesome. Yeah. So Porsche, you may remember them from they used to race at Le Mans, uh, the top class LMP1. They don't anymore because of someone was screwing with diesel emissions and golfs or something people make mistakes yeah uh, well now they're in formula e the most inter- interesting died interesting so now they are taking their their world beating multi-championship winning uh Le Mans championship winning portion 919 they've built it to a spec that is is very close to unlimited uh so they've ignored all the rules that were they were required to follow to uh to race at Le Mans, and then just going to go out and set all the lap records now which is awesome, I think. And I think it, it, it's certainly not as cool as winning Le Mans, but it is definitely uh, that one day at Spa is way cooler and more interesting than winning a Formula E championship or winning every Formula E championship. Probably gets you more press, too, than uh, yeah. Yeah. than winning a Formula E race. I mean, he yeah. was almost a second faster than Lewis Hamilton around Spa. Well, that's not surprising. Uh <laughs> Just joking. Uh, but he was almost a second faster than Lewis Hamilton in his Formula One car, yeah. who is the previous record holder. That is... That is... It's pretty impressive. That's crazy. For uh, let a... Just... I mean, for a racetrack that is no longer, you know, like sports cars, like Group C cars and stuff like that, still held a lot of yeah. track records from when they were like, you know... Longer straights. When they were no going yeah, super yeah. fast straights and stuff. But for a car to... For a sports, you know, quote unquote sports car to yep. go around a racetrack that Formula One cars run on now, like a modern day track, and beat them is pretty wild. Yeah. And, you know, like looking into some of the changes they made to the car, I mean, they were significant. Not crazy. But not insane. Yeah. You know, I mean, they, they made some 
arrow changes lost you know, a little bit of weight lost some weight we and i think the, they, uh, yeah, they, they ditched the windshield wiper of all yeah. things to help save yeah. every so, I mean, it was, I think that helps. was probably the big part you know, yeah. yeah it was basically just removing the restrictions that the car was built to accommodate right yeah i mean it was or the, the it was undoing the things they had to do to make it conform to regulations it wasn't fundamentally changing the car yeah right? same Which is, car and I think the the big one or one of the big ones is they were they were restricted and I'm not going to get into the formula here because I cannot begin to understand it. But they were restricted how much uh, electric power they're able to use, kind of as boost uh, at Lamar. Obviously, that is not a consideration here. So they they were using more boost coming out of corners. I think. Yeah, they got an extra forty horsepower from the electric system yeah. over uh, the Lamar. Spec. spec car yeah yeah so really cool i mean I, like i said if you're going to discontinue your racing program which is always so heartbreaking especially a successful program like porsche's at lamar this is kind of the next, at least do the next best cool. thing yeah this <laughs> well, is like even if you're not leaving take your last year car mm-hmm. and go set records yeah i think that you know uh, that could be so fun robin was like well if they had an unrestricted formula one car it would actually be faster than this car and i said well they, let's see let's do it yeah I, I don't know i, I could see I red bull can... red bull bring me last year's uh f1 car uh take the gloves off and go set the record it only took a day for porsche i would leave i would leave the gloves on for fire protection of dollars but, uh yeah yeah um, but really, really cool, and good job to Porsche for doing that. We can't wait to see uh, what comes next, and we can't wait to see you return to the top class at Le Mans and compete for a win there. Do you think? Uh, do you, Do you think they'll go to Nurburgring? Yeah, I think that's. Oh, next. That, they're hitting all the big because they already. Yeah. I mean, they already hold it. Uh, Detroit. Yeah, what the you know nine sixty two C right? It was a nine five six. Uh, anyway, but anyway, <laughs> so they'll go beat that record. Hopefully, they go uh, and beat every track record, including like Rotten Waste Raceway in Michigan. Uh, yeah, I'm sure they'll they'll be here soon. Yeah, um, Detroit Grand Prix, but very 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 cool thing to do. Like I said, uh, definitely that one day at Spa is better than uh, winning every Formula E championship uh, from now until the end of time. Which could be sooner than we think. Uh, anyway, next uh, we did want to talk about a new, um, the new king of kings. Yeah, I mean, setting a record is one thing, but I think the goal, you know, human achievement is a is a broad uh, is a broad. It's a broad brush. Bro- no, it's a broad thing, right? So you know, you got uh, landed something on the moon. You got set some track records. Uh, I'm I'm falling asleep. Four already. minute mile was it's... was a big deal. Um, the uh, sound barrier. Give me some. Give me something big interesting. Deal. Okay. Uh, what about being named Auto Week's ultimate? Whoa. Garage beer. Whoa. Yeah. So we're talking about Is that the, number one. We're talking about the number one beer. Uh, the king of beers. Uh, uh, no, the king of wrenching beers, certainly. Yeah. Uh, for being in the garage. Obviously, our legal uh, folks have cautioned us about having <laughs> so much paperwork. An Auto Week, official Auto Week beer. Um, we burned it all. For, for There was a stack of paperwork. Yeah. So the official Auto Week beer is a no go, but the Auto Week Ultimate Garage beer for wrenching. There's no problem with wrenching and, and drinking beers. They go hand in hand. Mm. There's no there's no public outcry against that. It, it's if you're gonna go work on the car and be in, in the garage, you have to drink a whole bunch of beer. And um, this product, well, this this new Auto Week feature is designed to determine the ultimate. The some a little caveat though. Yes, and this is. Full disclosure. Yes. No bias. Right. It is sponsored by Miller High Life. It is not sponsored by anyone, actually. Um, but 
please contact us about uh, if you want if you want your yeah. name on this. Yeah. Yeah. Get in early. It is it is cheaper than you think. I promise you. But two cases, two cases of beers would like be thirty enough. rack cases. No, it's gonna be well, like a I pallet. Mean, I mean, because yeah. we drink a thirty yeah. rack pretty much every time we go out there. Um, so, which might line up with how little. What do they have to do made. to win? Go to Twitter. Go to twitter.com. Uh, We're gonna have starting Monday. Uh, NC two A style style bracket sponsored by the NC two A. They uh, they decided not to pay the players, <laughs> but instead they're gonna pay us. Should uh, we say that that's not true too? No, that's true. Oh, that's true. Um, yeah, okay. it's. Right. They're allegations. We yeah. don't know where the money is coming from. Right. But what we do know is if you go to the Auto Week Twitter, Twitter site, Twitter, Twitter feed, I think, feed, yeah. yeah, you'll see two beers. Starting Monday. Starting Monday, and which you're is gonna a vote. few days after today. You'll vote. Yep. Uh, on the beer you like the most. On the beer, yep, that you like the most. and In the garage. For the garage. Yeah, I think I think the, you got to take that into account there because there's going to be cases where you might like a particular beer more mm-hmm. when you're grilling or chilling and watching tv or whatever uh, Cabruin. but but think about it in terms of Flying a helicopter yeah right uh, think of it in terms of i want to be able to drink six to ten, ten yeah uh, and still be able to like spin a wrench yeah oh, i mean <laughs> yeah spin so, a wrench it's more so about feel there's like <laughs> a there's like an abv probably limit like there are some beers uh, i think the highest one is around seven and a half percent uh alcohol which is pushing it uh, for a garage beer. So, but put yourself in the garage. Yeah, it's kind of hot, humid, maybe. Yep. Or maybe it's cold. I don't know. Depends on the season. But you want you want something that you're going to be able to drink a bunch of them in the garage. We've yep. got we've got some good matchups. Yeah. Um, so, I'm gonna another consideration, real quick. Oh. Uh, another consideration is it's got to be available in a can. Yeah, it's true. Uh, we talked about that for yeah. safe, safety first. Yeah, yeah, because we. Um, you don't want a bunch of broken glass in the garage, as it turns out. You're gonna be laying on your back. Um, it gets everywhere. It's not good. And if you got to patch an exhaust pipe or something, yeah, yeah. cans are useful. Uh, we've done that before. Um, also, children, children running around the area. I, I'm sorry, I, we're getting some audio interference. I don't know what what it was, but um, Wesley, real quick, is gonna read down so you can start thinking about this. Maybe do some testing independently uh, before you start voting on. Monday. Yeah. Um, I'll read. Want me to read the whole bracket? Yeah. Let's. Okay. Why not? We got time. Um, the the big the number one seed. Number one seed. Uh, number one overall. Number one overall seed and number yep. one of its own division. Yep. Uh, we have Miller High Life. And what division? Coming out of what division? Uh, the the good beers. Uh huh. We didn't name this division. Yeah, actually, okay. oversight there. Midwest uh, division. I guess mid Midwest. Uh, Great Lakes. N- North Great Lakes. Great Lakes. Great Ooh, Lakes. I like that. Yeah. yeah Great, Lakes. Great Lakes. The Great Lakes division. Yep. There We've we got go. uh, Miller High Life. Uh-huh. Uh Facing off. Also Great Lakes against uh, the Natural Light brand beer. Ooh. Okay. Also known as Natty. Natty. Oof. Uh, so you can just rip through these now. You go. Right. go uh, we got X versus X. We got Labatt Blue. Versus Bush, mm-hmm. uh, Stroh's local hometown favorite in the uh, Michigan uh, division. Yep. Against uh, Founders Solid Gold, which uh, is a newcomer. Newcomer. Yep. yep. Um, Molson, which is Canadian, but it counts against the uh, Staple Bells Two Hearted mm-hmm. on the other side of the old. That's bracket. the highest ABV I think of any beer in the tournament. I think so. Yeah. yeah. But um, one that we've we've wrenched with before. It's very effective. It's good. Yeah. yeah. It's a good starter. Yeah. Uh, Calms the hands. Yep. Yeah. We have. Pabst Blue Ribbon yes. taking on... Which division is this? Sorry. This is the... Uh, the other division that his name... Yeah. Uh, we're working on it. The yep. Blue Ribbon division, we can yep. call it. TBD. I yep. think these are all, these are all Great Lakes. Eh, Milwaukee, it's fine. Whatever. District yeah. Uh, we have Pabst Blue Ribbon facing off against Hams. Hams. 
Here's the one I'm particularly interested in. Uh-huh. Uh, we have Coors Light, Silver Bullet, uh-huh. Facing, Coors Banquet Beer. Ooh. Whoa. Who's number one, baby? Ooh, boy. Inner, uh, it's an inner family. It's a familial. It's a, yeah. It's like war. state versus uh, Michigan. No. It's not like that. All right. But. Uh, and the Southwest Division, which uh-huh. we did spend time naming this one. Yep. Okay. We have Tecate mm. uh, facing off against Vin Diesel's favorite beer, Corona. Yes. Uh, and then we have Pacifico against uh, Dos Equis. Wow. So uh, if you feel that there's been a garage beer left off this list. Um, this is the, fr- the inaugural one. There's going to be more. No, it just. Um, uh, sorry. That sucks for you. Oh, um, fair. Vote for this. Vote for this slate. Uh, we will accept suggestions for next year. We will definitely forget them by the time it's time to do this again next year. So it's true. Um, feel free to sh- suggest them, but just know that you are effectively shouting into the void and will <laughs> will likely be totally uh, ignored. Um, Not but, ignored, just forgotten. Yeah, no, we'll definitely yeah. pay attention. We'll yeah. just forget by yeah. the time it's time to implement it. So yeah. um, We got that, a magazine. We're busy. Yeah, we're extremely busy, uh, as we said. But I think... Like I said, uh, that is going to start on Monday. There will be a different matchup every 24 hours for the next however long it takes to get through this. We like 16, <laughs> One, 16 two, days. Four. Uh, I think it's eight, eight days. Yeah. Okay. I didn't really for, think for the, that for the first for the first round. Yeah. Yeah. For and the, this has to be on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. This is going to take six months probably to get through. Uh, but when it's over, we will have crowned the Auto Week ultimate garage beer and then we will do nothing with it it seems i'll probably take a trophy or something maybe maybe if they'll let us in to one of these places we'll drink it yeah um but then we should also think of a prize that these people like anyway that's like corn nuts Yeah. yeah 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 uh so like i said earlier uh jake lingaman is just back he has showered he has collected his thoughts. He, he, did, he forgot to shave. Changed his clothes, and he is ready to give us his embargoed thoughts on the new Corvette ZR1. So uh, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, we're going to swap uh, one of these guys out, and we are going to be joined by Road Test Editor Jake Lingaman. Okay, we're back. A, a rare two break episode of the auto week podcast uh something new we're trying out for just this year uh two breaks do we actually put commercials in these or you just go we're going to take a quick break and then it comes to we're back uh no have, it's, you, have you not listened to the podcast I, I listened to the last one actually and i actually i honestly enjoyed it like even listening to it again listening to you guys us banter i seriously enjoyed it well we okay that's makes that's, that's the good. one that i wasn't i wasn't here for. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, Ooh, sorry. Thanks, uh, still thanks. i will say the easter egg of the auto week podcast is to listen to it at half speed. No, I burned through like an hour of it, and it was great. Yeah, we were actually, I should, you know, a little peek behind the curtain here. Um, Don't give them too much of a peek. No, but we were going to do like a, a clip show, you know, like highlights mm-hmm. of... Uh, Remember that time we talked about... Yeah. Um, so few well, clips. Well, many, yeah, many podcasts do, you know, like in a big anniversary, like a one-year anniversary. Uh, they'll do a look back over the year. What was the best of the best? Couldn't find anything, so we just decided to do a regular episode. Just rolling on yep. through. Yep. I will say, keep it on rolling. A little look into my own life. The Spooktacular was one of my favorite episodes. Yeah, it was um, Monster Trucks and the Spooktacular for me. Yeah, those are two solid gold the, hits. You know, the the cool thing about both of those episodes were um, 
they did inspire us to do better and make changes to the podcast. That no, was kind of like the coolest part of those episodes. We had some heated meetings after both of those. <laughs> They're not even the worst podcasts. Mm-mm. There's there's some stinkers that still haven't risen to the with the rest of them. Right. You mean ours or ours? Yeah. yeah. Of of the of the early episodes, there's yeah. still oh, some. Oh uh, boy, yeah. First couple rough. Yeah. But you know what? Better every time. And yeah. like I said, if we had our stuff together. We they could be twice as good as this if we had done fifty two episodes instead of twenty six. Uh, which... <laughs> if we did any sort of preparation, they would definitely be better. No, no, I think we're prepping now. Uh, we got. A... I know. I'm kidding. We have this. Yeah, this sheet right here. That's anyway. Good. So let's talk about the new Corvette. Yeah, yeah. Let's one. All the embargo details. It's very, uh, yeah, very exciting. I cannot talk driving impressions. But how I feel was like, the turn in? Was I feel it like crisp? I can say it's fast. I feel like was I the turn in crisp. It. What I have here is uh-huh. some stuff from the presentation, uh, which I can talk about because none of it is really uh, driving impressions. I can talk about things from the passenger seat because I rode shotgun in one. Ooh. So those, and they didn't say Don't you talk can't talk about, about it. it. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. So we got some oh, driving impressions, not riding impressions. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Smart. Uh, smart. So 800 horsepower. Uh, yeah. So 755. Just, just uh, round seven, that up to 715 uh, torque. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, Taj said at the event it was probably 40 degrees in the morning. So do you think they? Um, that it was running like 800 horsepower. So if I put a if I put a K&N cold air intake on there, you'd be right. I'm there. like 800. Yeah, yeah, yeah close. Okay. I mean, yeah, 790, so, 780. So like I that. think um, there was a little bit of uh, some questions about how the Z06 cooled itself on track. Um, I don't think there were many questions. More of a, I think there's a civil suit going right now about that. It's one way to think about it. But this car, I think they they learned some lessons right and applied them yeah uh, should we start car? with cooling we can start with cooling Let's if you'd like about how cool. a, lot of, a lot of heat was it cool bad boy. uh well it got warm at the end of the day uh-huh. uh, it was about 70 degrees but in the morning it was it was cool but uh so this is what chevy told us uh, manual automatic both tested at 100 degrees fahrenheit yep. um uh, for track sessions um i'm thinking 20 minutes at a time that's what they usually do for those track testing sessions uh it's got a big gaping maw. You've seen this way bigger What's than a the ma- Z06. What's a gaping maw? Like a mouth hole. That sounds like something that auto journalists say all the time. It's got a gaping maw. It's a mouth hole. One that you're shoving cans of beer into right now. Let's just call it the mouth hole. <clears throat> um, well, it's, it's not a mouth hole either. It's a big old pie hole. It, uh, would you say it's an air intake? Uh, I would say it's the intake section it's of all the bent. front bumper. It's all okay. bent up there. Yeah, it's all uh, Okay, so four new outboard radiators uh, in the front, two on each side, 13 Whoa. total heat exchangers. Jeez, it's like, um, a, it's like a Veyron. So let's see. So there's got the outboard cooling modules with the auxiliary low temp uh, radiator and auxiliary auxiliary primary radiator. Okay, I'm not uh-huh. sure about that. Um, it's got a low temp radiator. Uh, AC condenser, primary radiator, auto. This is a center cooling module. So it's uh, got a lot of cooling. Auxiliary trans oil cooler. It stayed pretty uh, cool. For AT only. Uh, two supercharger intercoolers, engine oil cooler, uh, and then some outboard cooling uh, modules you're, as well. You're just reading a list of coolers. Including this is not a trans a cooling module. Yeah, okay. Uh, it, it did not overheat while we were on the track. Good. I can tell you that for sure. Did you try to park it uh, and rev the engine? Uh, while well, stationary for many for a long time, do you try doing that? Uh, we did do that, but not for a long time. We parked it stationary, rev the motor to hear it. Hour? No, well, okay. it was like five minutes. I feel like if you park any hard. car yeah. and rev it for an hour, it may some get warm. Happen. But yep. uh, what I do have here is some fast facts, some ZR1 yeah, fast facts. Okay, let's talk about them. None of these are embargoed. None of these are embargoed. No. Uh, so the first lap, they ever ran it at uh, uh, Milford, right? Is that where GM's? Yeah, Proven Grounds. Yep. yep. Uh, car reached 168 miles per hour, uh, 14 mile per hour faster than the Z06 on lap one. That's fair. Uh, set a production car lap record on the 4.1 uh, Grand Course West at Virginia International Raceway. 
um, which is that huge track, yeah. uh, which is very hard to learn, which I found out on a uh, yeah. Uh, Viper Drive, uh, 2.5 seconds faster than the current Z06, which is just a monster uh, everywhere it goes. Uh, burned a full, just like the uh, Veyron, uh, burned a full tank of fuel on the Autobahn in 15 minutes. Mm. Dang. Uh, fuel. Reached 170, uh, 187 miles per hour in the standing mile, That's... which is pretty impressive. Uh, they yep. showed us the video of the thing reaching 212 uh-huh. uh, on the oval um, in Germany, I think, one of the ovals out there. Air lesson? BW's no, old? it wasn't the one, no, it wasn't the one that I recognized. It was a different one that I that I didn't recognize. Um, but okay. that one, I mean, he came around the corner, came around the bull corner at like 180, and then like took you know two more miles to reach 212. I mean, once you get up to that, you're just you know, yeah, you're, you're pushing, pushing against the wind. Yeah. Interior exhaust sound is quieter than the Z06 when in tour mode, and it's like crazy quiet in tour mode. Like, do you want it to be quiet? Well, sometimes you might just run open headers. Is, is that an impression? I can't know if that's an impression. For the 15 miles or 15 minutes that I'm I'm ripping down the autobahn, I want it to be right, right, extra just quiet. quiet. Just yeah. exhaust I, gas temps at 800 degrees Fahrenheit. I, um, I, I will say, is that good in terms of exhaust noise? Customers already have these cars and they're making YouTube videos, so I don't think you can embargo exhaust noise. Yeah. Well, I'm talking about exhaust. Oh, oh, exhaust noise. Right, right. Um, uh, this was probably the most impressive thing. Can Ford 12 inches of water um, no at kidding. four miles an hour? Yeah. yeah, that is impressive. Yeah, 12 inches, and that thing. I mean, it sits. Three inches off the ground, yeah, probably would be well over the door jams. There um, are probably a lot of SUVs that cannot yeah. do that. Um, so that, so I, as I understand it, if you if you get it cooking on the track and you want to really cool it down real fast, you just, just it. you quench just it, drive it through a really really cold twelve uh, inch puddle. Yeah, uh, have you seen? Just, that is it called Top Speed? Was it Maximum Overdrive? I don't remember. The movie starts with him skipping like a Lamborghini off. Oh no! It Ma- was uh, Maximum Overdrive. It's the truck movie. No, no, it was uh, Top Speed. No, was it was uh, Cannonball movie. Run. Nah. Was it was the white Lamborghini Countach? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. Across. Maybe Cannonball Run. Okay. Fair. It was enough. like the. Not, I don't think it was original Cannonball Run. I think it was one of the second the, or third one. Yeah. Uh, the Dom DeLuise action. Yeah. Uh, pricing, uh, 120000 for the ZR1 Coupe, uh, 124 for the convertible. Uh, the ZTK performance package, which... Uh, you say BTK? ZTK, um, which I don't have written down here. What's in it is an extra three grand. Um, that's the ZTK package. Uh, magnetic ride control, mm-hmm. performance traction management, mm-hmm. electronic limited slip differential, uh, Brembo carbon ceramic brakes, which, by the way, they temperatured... They had the Brembo guys out there. They temperatured at... Uh, 743 degrees. When you say they temperature, wait, what do you mean exactly? When they measured the temperature of the brake disc, was uh-huh. that confusing? No, no. What is confusing? You said three thousand dollars, right? Yeah. Does the normal zero one come with standard carbon ceramic brakes? That sounds really cheap. Um, otherwise, no. Yeah, I think yeah. With the brakes, the brakes must be included. Obviously, the Pilot uh, Sport Cup two tires are part of the ZTK package. Blah 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 blah. So that's the ZTK. Uh, what else we got here? I brought some notes. I really want to know um, how they choose those package names. You know, I've asked people that, and uh-huh. nobody has any idea. Like, that's a you mean just a GM? Yeah, at GM, like yeah. G pet like the JK whatever that's all the development stuff like even BMWs and Porsche like the weird numbering thing makes uh-huh. sense and they can explain it and then it's like oh what's uh what's ZTK stand for and they're like ZR1 we have Z06 no idea Z71 yeah it's like uh L88 sure yeah okay Z is just a cool letter I think yeah that's why they but there's no it's probably the coolest letter I would mm, say X, X is a cool oh, R yeah, yeah R is pretty cool too X has got to be up there mm. should we have a sweet 16 of letters that's a good idea sweet 26 26, 26. <laughs> sweet 26. Yeah. A, few, a, a few letters go to buy there's so many like, letters that's the 
you know, the Z, main thing about letters. X and R. Yeah. We actually were going to do, instead of numbering the podcasts, we were going to do letters. Oh, boy. But. Uh, it would be done. This would be it. Yeah. This would be Z. Z podcast right here. Go back to AA. But the one of the main things about numbers is that they're basically. Um, so uh, they keep going. Infinite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, any mathematician will tell you uh, they're basically infinite. I mean, they're uncountable. They're basically yeah. uncountable. Um, so it would be hard to harder to do a sweet sixteen of numbers. Uh, in the A seed, seventy-two. Yeah, yeah. In the six seed, yeah. fourteen. Um, all right, back to vet. Uh, so this is the fourth ZR one. Uh, the first one was in nineteen seventy. It was just an option package mm-hmm. for the uh, seventy vet. Uh, nineteen ninety was the one that a lot of people remember. Um, I've seen them in the black. The Mercury motor. Um, yeah, the Mercury Marine motor. Correct. Yep. Uh, I've seen them in black, but I'm assuming they come in other colors. Oh yeah. That one started out as three seventy-five horsepower, but the upgraded one in like ninety-three, I think, was four hundred five, which yep. was fast in 93 that's, that's a lot, that's a lot yeah. of horsepower uh, obviously the 2009 one we remember that's the blue devil yep. uh 638 horsepower and that came about because um the chevy brass asked the engineers or they brought them the uh they brought them the z06 you yep. know they said whatever the price was going to be at that time sixty thousand or seventy thousand. they said what could you do for a hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars and that's when they came up with the idea for the blue devil the zr1 uh, a new zr1 and then obviously the 2018 now seven speed manual or eight speed automatic God. Go with the stick there. I, oh, definitely, definitely. I don't want to say anything. Come back Monday. You're gonna get our full review. Uh, so you're you're struggling with an impression. Give me a look here that kind of conveys it, and I'll try to translate it for the reader or listener. All right, eight speed, seven speed. Wow, that's a tough one. He made yeah. two indistinguishable looks. Yeah. <laughs> He's playing it close to the chest. Well, I'll tell you, that, no, I can, you know, I'll, I'll say this because I drove the last, because the Z06 has yeah, a seven speed yeah. and the, the, the eight speed, right? Yeah, right. Same, yeah, same uh, transmission, upgraded probably. Upgraded, and I'm not sure about the tuning on the eight speed, so I don't want to comment on that. But what I found with the seven speed, going from fourth to fifth in a Fury at 130 something miles an hour, uh-huh. I found it easy to hit seventh on accident. Or miss fifth completely. And seventh uh, is the second overdrive. Right. Seventh is the highway cruising gear. Um, yeah. And I, I hit seventh once, I missed twice, and I got pissed like 10 times. Yeah. Well, I, I think a lot of that could be that you're new to driving a stick shift. And, it could be. I, yeah. I mean, there's... Like a more experienced driver probably. They, like, they thought it was in some sort of H pattern, which I wasn't familiar <laughs> yeah. with. Like um, me, it would probably be no problem. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the uh, I do remember though driving the original. Remember when I drove the first C7, the prototype, back from Pebble Beach? Yeah, and I got sixty-two miles per gallon uh, wait, in seventh wait. speed. No. I was also like six oh, inches behind a truck. Oh, no, that's right. Yeah, for, you, like, for like an hour or something yeah. like that. Or you what? said yeah, yeah, just to see how far you could go. Yeah, I put it in seventh and was going like fifty-five miles an hour, basically idling right behind the bumper <laughs> of a semi. Definitely mm. not safe. Do not try that at home. No, it's fine. And got something like 62 miles per gallon. It was insane. Mythbusters did that before. They tested it with the semi-truck thing. And they said, like, yeah, when you get even, like, 50 feet behind, yeah. you cut your wind drag by, like, 40% or something ridiculous like that. And when you're up to, like, 10 feet behind, yeah. you cut your wind drag by 90% or this something was, like that. This so. was the one, too. They have the uh, where the the back end of the truck is flat kind of all the way down to the oh, ground. Oh, yeah. Like yeah, yeah. Within six inches off the ground. So I was. Oh, man. You barely even had to. You're probably just being sucked along. You yeah. barely even had I mean, to it was, it was turning, like, 1,200 RPM. It was crazy. There was a video 
had flown around one of the uh, the blog sites. It was a guy in a, a bicycle trailing behind like a box truck, yeah. doing like forty five miles an hour. That, that's like, a, that's no, a, that's a good bicycle. Idea. Like yeah. five, like five feet behind, just yeah. hauling ass, like like passing other traffic. It was it was yeah. amazing. But um, yeah, what else on the vet here? Uh, mm, same size brakes as the Z06, uh, but better materials up front. Because they, they had Brembo guys talking to us, they had Michelin guys talking to us about the tires, and Bosch guys talking to us about the, they do the performance spark traction plugs. management, yeah. and uh, maybe, the, I'm not sure about the spark plugs, but they do the uh, brake um, controlling, the EBC, uh-huh. electronic brake control too. So I believe the there. spark plugs are supplied by AC Delco. Is that true? Yeah, mm-hmm. probably makes sense. Uh, top speed with the lower wing is 202, top speed with the higher wing is 212. And I don't know if I want to say this on here because maybe you guys will make fun of me for not knowing this. That the whole the the force coming from the wing uh-huh. is not the top part of the wing; it's being the, the bottom part of the wing being sucked down. Yeah, it's like an airplane wing. Well, it's the opposite. Right, that yeah. makes rest. Yes, that makes perfect sense when explained like that. But you know, they they it tilt them up like a, yeah. to look like they catch the wind. But the main thing is the front end's kind of thick, the back end skinny, yeah, and that like just a, sucks it down. But you know, ooh, oh, oh, uh, go ahead. Yeah. Um. So the 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 tall wing uh-huh. is not attached to the trunk. It's attached to yeah. the to the bodywork. The bodywork. So when you try to open the hatch, ooh, this is an impression. You can either is it? Yeah. Uh, you can wait until so Monday to see how I saw this. Open. I saw this on Instagram, so I didn't sign anything. So I'll tell you. Uh, so when you open the hatch, it's not a driving impression. Uh, okay, anyway, go ahead, go ahead. You said, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll just take the bullet. We could have found this out at a dealership, right? Are these at dealerships already? They're in a customers' hands. Really? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, automobile actually tested one like it. a month ago. Okay. So anyway, so when you open the hatch, the wing is still there. So like, if you had, if you're coming out of the grocery store with, say, a case of Auto Week's Ultimate Garage Beer, mm. to, you, to be named, you opened up the hatch. Uh, and it was all the way open. You'd have to walk around the side, kind of, to get it over the wing. Well, if it was a twelve pack, you could slip it under. Yeah, slip it under the wing. You but could it, lift it we're over. We're talking thirty packs here. But also, if you try to pick it up from with your hands over the wing, mm-hmm. it pinches your finger. Like it goes right up against the wing, and I was like, ah, and dropped it. Like yeah. pinched my fingers the first time I tried. Careful, and, and folks. T- Taj was like, yep. He's like, that will happen. Yeah. He watched me do it. Like, yeah. yep, and that should have. He would probably lean to somebody else and was like, uh, hey, watch this. Yes, I'm <laughs> sure. I'm sure he did. They should have superverted it and made it like real tall. Yeah, like a seven footer. To clear the. Yeah. It is out of the rear view mirror as opposed to like your WRXs and your Evos of the world, right which is great. How are you yeah. going to know it's there? You know, it's good. You're, you you'll be glad not to know. Down force. Yeah. Um, you see the stanchions. You see the two stanchions right in the middle mm-hmm. of your of your view. But okay, um, what else we got here? And then this is stuff they told us in the in the press conference. So none of this is really driving impressions. So it's faster than a Z06. It's faster than a Z06. Uh, I think it's, it's, it's faster it's, than a Mazda Miata. It's faster than a Mazda Miata. Does it have more grip than a Mazda Miata? Uh, oh, I think that's a driving impression. I don't no, know how to say that. It does. It's got Michelin Pilot Sport Cup two tires. So yep. just by that, it has uh, more grip. Uh, Nine hundred fifty pounds of downforce at top speed. Uh-huh. Um, and they made a point to remind us, which is true, but I never really think about, it, is that it's not just all on the wing. Like it's got to be balanced yeah. down for us. So you yeah, get it on the, the front, front splitter, you get it on yeah. the hood, the roof, and then obviously the wing and keep it all. Is so, there any underbody? Yeah, a new belly pan. Uh, I think a different one that's on the Z06. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, smooth, completely smooth under. Um, a bigger splitter with more air intakes because yeah. I need a shit ton of air to cool that thing. Um, yeah, you talked about uh, some of the cooling. Lots, lots of cooling. Uh, I think they heard the, the, the cries from yeah. the Z06 owners and uh, made sure it was uh, extra, extra cool. So this thing, Jake. Yes. Are we gonna say faster than a GT2 RS? 
I haven't driven the GT2 RS. I don't know. Um, it's got more power than a GT2 RS. Cooler. Is it cooler than a GT2 RS? would you buy? I mean, no, I would buy. I think a GT2 RS is cooler. God, you're such a nerd. Dude, no way, man. Come on. That's GT2 RS is like... The G, if I was going to buy a Porsche, money being no object, it would yeah. be the GT3. But if it's between the GT2 and the CR1, I would get the what GT2. What about the Macan? Huh? The Macan? Yeah. Great small crossover, but yeah. I know I would not buy it. Is that what you're asking? I'm not sure. Um, what about like a 959 or 917? Well, I was talking about new. I was talking, okay, come on. <laughs> I was right. talking about new Porsches, but okay. if we're going racing or so, ever, then maybe it's different. Stay tuned. Jake, all weekend, uh, we'll be working on this review of the Corvette ZR1. Mm-hmm. The new, probably the last top dog uh, Corvette we'll see until next year when we see the mid-engine uh, C8 Corvette. Which I believe, while I was in Las Vegas, as uh, many of people saw from my reports from Las Vegas, uh, they might have shown At a te- dealer show. teaser images to yeah. the dealers. I've already, I've already driven it. Oh, have you? Yeah. Is it, how do you, is it faster than a Mazda Miata? Yeah. It's okay. Is you it bigger that, than a bread box? You know that thing under the sheet in his garage? Yeah. That's, Are you kidding that's, me? That's, yeah. It's a C8. Dude. The whole time. Yeah. Um, so we, uh, like I said, this will be the, this will probably be the fastest ever front engine Corvette. Um, which would yeah. make sense if it's the last one, it would, it would make, it would be just, it's cooler Corvette's if you say interest. it like that. Yeah. I mean, it's cool if you say it, it would be quite, yeah, quite a, uh, fitting send off. And I know we've said that like a million times, about it would be really sad if it were slower than the last zero yes. one. Yes, yeah. it would be. Uh, so RIP. Uh, but I think uh, better gas miles in the last ZR1. They said. Oh too. yeah, of course. Was, it, yeah, this one's direct yeah. injection. That was a big concern. Mm-hmm. With it's actually dual uh, carburetor. Oh, and yep. a port, yeah. port fuel, port, port fuel injection. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, tune, tune port, tune port injection. The old yeah. uh, five got, three uh, yeah. Formula Firebird. Is that what that was yeah, on? Or Trans Am? One of those? the stickers. Yeah, it said tune port tuned on port. the yep. flanks oh, yeah. there. Uh, also, uh, just apropos of that, I have a couple of. Uh, I have a. I think it's a left. Front and right rear IROC Z generation fenders in my garage. Oh, yeah. If anybody wants those, yeah, uh, go on to uh, iTunes.com, leave us a five star review, and say, I want those fenders. Local pickup only. I'm not mailing those. No, Jake will mail them to you at his own expense. Um, Uh, If you send us an email, yeah, send us an email and say, Look at our good review that I left you. Um, Jake will mail you the fenders. Jake found those in his attic. I I found them in my attic. The, the person that was in the house before me, as far as I know, was not a car guy, although uh, they did leave just the best. Just like the little tool area downstairs have like uh, oil for your lawnmower and like just all the kind of crap that you accumulate over a bunch of Junk. years of. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, good but stuff that you actually need, you know, uh, the random bolts and, and nuts and stuff, uh, parts for like the sink. Like I'm going to leave when I move out of this house, I'm going to leave it how the guy left it for me. So with, with new stuff though with new good stuff yeah. yeah so the guy who moved in be like oh nice i don't have to buy that i got a can of speckle that i don't need to buy so i can what kind of uh, fender tree can leave up in the attic that's a good question yeah. i'll i'll have to buy some i'll buy some out of a junkyard and yep. leave them in there just for and you know when they were in the back of the attic and i said this to a few people like i saw them up there and then i went back down i was like should i get them should i leave them and i was thinking if i don't get them they could be anything like schrodinger's yeah. cat like yep. it could be a bugatti fender up there like right a, a, a atlantic it could be uh like some scrolls like some ancient scrolls right yeah but if i go find them like, then i'll know what they are and i did and you know not a terrible disappointment but not a not a huge windfall either yeah you should take them to antiques roadshow and be like <laughs> oh oh we have here some uh, vintage 80s fenders from little, some sort of american vehicle on the bottom like 100 dollars yes. 
one hundred or two hundred dollars. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but no, no one is going to be taking those on Roadshow. Nobody is going to be cashing them in for one hundred dollars because they're going to an Auto Week listener. Uh, along yeah, with to a good home, I would just like so to go to a good home. What did we send out last time? Uh, well, we're still working away. We have a bunch of stuff to give what away. What did you, you sent out? One thing. I sent out one thing to Eddie. Thank you so much, Eddie, for following the instructions. Thanks, yep. Eddie. What did uh, you send out, to Eddie? I gave him some stickers. I gave him okay. a, a Pebble Beach Mercedes Benz envelope uh-huh. uh, with a couple SK flare nut wrenches. Yes, and a couple magazines. Okay, good. Cool. So Eddie got a little prize pack. Um, again, if you want to win uh, any type of uh, our tools that we listed before, if you want to win Jake's fenders, there's books now. There's stuff from the graph closet. Yeah, a helmet. Oh maybe. man, those, you get a helmet. Should we give away all those books? I mean, we'd be giving away stuff for the next yeah, year. Could, yeah, believe me. If you leave a comment and email Wesley, we will find some we'll good you stuff to give you. Yeah. You'll get something. We have some McGuire stuff, which we're going to demo here shortly. Yeah. 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 Uh, demolish. I think that's what that stands for. Yeah, we're gonna yeah demolish. <laughs> mm. You get to uh, demolish or demonstrate? Oh, you know we haven't decided yet. Yeah. We might demolish it. We might demonstrate. I don't know. So uh, that is probably a good uh, point to wrap this guy up. We've been, uh, like I said, very grateful. One to year s- to see the growth in uh, oh. in listenership uh, over the so year. Fast. Yeah. Um, and help us grow this even more by telling all your friends to listen to yeah, it. Yeah, tell them it's good now and it's no longer horrible. And we give away free stuff. Yeah, and and just say away free stuff. Hey, listen, if you listen to the first couple episodes, uh, don't give, give it another shot. Start um, on episode twenty. Didn't, uh, no, wait, that's that's not enough. Start on ten. Ten is good. Didn't one of the fellows from the Mountain Goats say he likes it almost better than the magazine now? Yeah, Peter Hughes said he likes it uh, better than the magazine. Shout out to Peter Hughes. It's on a little mini tour right now, uh, I believe. Catch the mountain goats. They're great. Yeah, go see the mountain goats. Uh, That's where we're going to end this one. 